mistakes to confirm it. Oh, boy. Where is the spot? Everybody get out of my way. I got to see the spot. And it's a turnover on downs. Wow. Adams gunning high and tipped up. Rimes has it, 45, and he's running 30. Broke the tackle. Dominic Rimes down inside the 10. Zero's on the clock. Zero's on the clock. And we're going to overtime. They'll give it to Oliveira. Dancing, pushing forward. Five, Brady Oliveira for the touchdown. Brady Oliveira puts the Bombers up 32 to 26. Adams lofts it up for Dominic Rimes on Parker. Jump ball, hole broken up, and the Bombers win. And the Bombers will win the CFL's West Division. They were down 10 with under three to go. And you can hear Bomber fans here in BC. I don't believe what we just saw in the biggest football game in the CFL in half a decade. This is this is crazy. What an ending to yeah. this game. This is the greatest football game ever played. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Here is 680 CJOB's Derek Taylor. Sources have confirmed that was the loudest I have ever yelled zeros on the clock in my life. Man, what a football game it was last time we were all together. Thank you so much for being with us. We are live from the pregame tailgate. Sponsored by 680 CJOB here at IG Field. It is the Bombers and Elks. It's the best in the West against the... I hate saying word. The least in the West, the the least best in the West. Ed, you're a wordsmith. Give me something other than worst, because I hate I hate saying worst. I, I'm uh, I'm gonna go with least best. That sounds all right. The least best <laughs> in the West. Uh, there we go. Derek Taylor, Doug Brown, Ed Tate, Greg Mackling will join us along the way. Ted Wyman as well. Skylar Peters with the film room. Marissa Turton. The whole gang here. For the Bombers and Elks, we thought, hey, we're going to have 60 minutes for the Bombers to clinch the West. And then Doug Brown, BC, tripped over their own feet last night. You know, listening to your broadcast, I thought they clinched the West last week. Or or the week before when they were in BC, I didn't know there was anything else to do here. And then I found out, oh, no, they still have to win a game. And uh, But that, of course, is uh, the BC Lions that conveniently changed their narrative. Going from, we want a 13th win, we're the first team to be done in the regular season. We want to force Winnipeg to win another game. And we're starting Vernon Adams, and then halftime when they're getting smoked, it's, ah, we don't need Vernon Adams to be a hero for us for another 15 days or so. So we're just going to sit him down now. It's such disingenuous leadership from rick campbell if you have to coddle your team and protect them from the harsh realities of losing a football game you know that's a message you're sending your troops that yeah you know you guys can't handle the the highs and lows of of professional football he literally has to put his kid gloves on to to manage that football team and what a head case the bc lions are right now that's a that's a mic drop five minutes into the pregame show we're done (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to break. No. I I love how I mean I mean obviously this was your this was your career for a long time. How much you thought about the coach player interaction that we that I as a fan don't don't really think too much of, but you take it very seriously. Well, I hate that. I hate it when your coach goes out and he's public and he has an agenda for a game and he tells everybody who's listening that it's an important game for your football team. It's important for us to win. We're going to be done in the regular season. It's important for us to put pressure on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. 
so on and so forth. And then 30 minutes later, the narrative changes because it's not convenient and it's not a reality anymore. So your team just looks at you like, who are you? And thank you for shielding us from the harshness of losses and and the, the fallout of losing games. But, like, he's not treating his team like they're men, right? He's Like, they have fragile sensibilities and they're very delicate and he doesn't want them to get bruised or tarnished by the thought of them underperforming in a game right I, I think your team respects you more if you're like hey we didn't have it if you're able to critique them and and constructively criticize them i think they respect you more for it we're in the certainty broadcast booth professional grade building materials pro all the way for an october football game this is pretty good 12 degrees celsius bit of a breeze but uh, the clouds are rolling away from us here at ig field i do believe so uh no threat of rain for the final regular season home game of the season uh perfect weather uh come on down to winnipeg as a wise man once said we did this for the first time in british columbia the bombers rolled to an overtime victory so i feel like we all we have to do this again we're going to start the pregame show off with a little game of dealer's choice i have seven topics here i'm going to ask you guys doug brown and ed tate to pick a number between one and seven and then we're just going to flow things are just going to flow from here uh ed you have had zero rants so far so uh first <laughs> first serve to you number from between one and seven I'll go with six. Six. A person who deserves some love for the Bombers having, I believe we're going to get to, four straight sellouts. Give me somebody who deserves credit for that. Wow. Um, one person? How about, I'm going to... Well, a person, because there's a ton of them. There are a ton. Uh, I'll say Carol Barrett. I'll, I'll go with our veteran uh, ticket uh, fan services lady. I mean, I've been there when people have phoned in to complain that the the lines to the free water were too long and she patiently handles that uh she's you know so accommodating to people i think uh customer service is is king and she's been really important all these years but especially now too i like that i like that i i'm gonna i would say i'm just gonna throw out mike o'shea because again there's a million people that deserve it yeah but you start building this in 2014 things break your way with all-star, all-level, Hall of Fame quarterbacks becoming available by trade. But this is a long process. This is. is This is year number, uh, I guess, nine without, if you uh, skip over the COVID year. It takes a long time to build to four straight sellouts while Saskatchewan and Calgary are terrified about where their fans have gone. So uh, I will throw in Mike O'Shea. Uh, Doug, pick me anybody who deserves some credit for four straight sellouts. I, I think you have to say Wade Miller just because, yep. you know, he uh, – is ultimately responsible for the the culture and the entertainment experience and you know the buck stops with him in terms of uh, the setup and idea generation and changing the the game day experience for so many fans that come down here having options having tailgating having this area we're in right now having you know 10 free hot dogs delivered to us on a weekly basis all these things build our enjoyment going into uh into this football game so it's uh obviously you know <clears throat> it's cliche that everything is usually very good when you're winning and uh you're winning the west division three times in a row and you're going to uh three potentially four gray cups uh consecutively yeah that's a good times for your organization but uh you know it's it's putting that foundation in base uh, in in place and building upon it and uh just uh realizing uh you know the fan experience can be so much more uh, I, I haven't heard officially but it was 
trending towards sellout, and my fingers are very firmly crossed because uh, the Bombers deserve it, this team deserves it, and uh, we as fans deserve it as well. Uh, number between one and seven, Doug Brown. Seven. Seven. Jamal Parker's play, he wears number seven, was the biggest play the Bombers have had since Shane Goche's tackle in the 2019 West Tackling Final. Tackling Rhymes? Is that, is that what you're saying? Uh, his tackle, yeah. Parker's tackle of Rhymes yeah. was the biggest play since Shane Goche brought down Nick Marshall on what would have been the game-tying punt return touchdown as Saskatchewan went to the trickeration in that 2019 West Final. Yeah, I mean, uh, you have to thank Dominic Rhymes as well for, for you know, not having the uh, football IQ to understand what was unfolding around him. But, yeah, without that tackle, obviously, it's a, it's a major in that the game ends without an opportunity for overtime. So, yeah, it's a huge play. Totally agree. Massive. I'm, I'm, I've struggled to think of a single one because that was a playoff game, but it would have only tied the game. This would have, if Parker doesn't make that tackle, Bombers lose that game and they probably don't host the West Final. It's a massive play. You know, you were talking about regular season play, right? Because there's been some plays in the in the Grey Cups and playoffs that would be just up there too, right? You win an overtime game. The interception game. at the end, yeah. yep. Um, but the, if you watch that play over and over again, like I have, uh, and I'm sure a lot of people have, the hustle he shows on that play too, because it's easy. He's kind of at a standstill, and then he gets on his horse and starts to to track down Dominic Rhymes, and it's, you know, it's that's... Those are the kind of plays that get clipped and saved by coaches for eons, right? They'll be showing that play forever, saying... Teaching tape. Never yeah, give up. Tape. Never, Never give, give up. up on a play. And that's uh, that makes it pretty special. And the other thing, it's it's from a guy that was just in the lineup for the first time, right? And uh, uh, right at the end when it mattered most. Yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm with you on that one, DT. That was absolutely enormous. Uh, I'm going to choose number five because I can read them, and I want, I want to hear you guys react <laughs> okay. to this. Uh, Calgary wins yesterday. With a Saskatchewan loss or a Calgary win next week, Calgary gets into the playoffs. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders were two games clear after week 18, but now are in danger of not making the playoffs. Doug Brown, on a scale of super sad to hysterically hilarious, the Riders missing the playoffs would be blank. Uh, I'd just be, it'd be fitting. It'd be perfect. It would be uh, another day in paradise. I don't know. It's... Uh, it's very similar to the the framework they had last year, right? The recipe for for catastrophic failure, right? They came out reasonably strong and put some wins together. And you know, the, the funniest thing is when you see a lot of the, the Rough Rider fans were wishing that the season ended after the Labor Day Classic. They're hoping that was the end of it, right? And uh, it just got progressively worse. So that was obviously the apex, and it was a gradual decline from there. So it's uh, it's bizarre. Obviously, they just beat. Uh, Toronto, though, right? Is that is that game over? Or what's, they're, they're winning 17-7 with two minutes left in the second quarter. Riders are winning. So what will be just desserts will be if it's up to Winnipeg in the final game in Calgary to determine Saskatchewan's fate. That will be, you know, to just hand it, you know, forfeit the game and say, here you go, Calgary. Here's your W. And, oh, sorry about that, Saskatchewan. We, uh, we're not going to play this game. Yeah. DT, you know? we need you to head a place kicks in Calgary because, uh, yeah, that would be. We're not taking anyone. Super sad to hysterically hilarious. I'll put it, I, I, you know, if you're looking for a term, I would say not surprising, right? I mean, they. Seven they, straight losses it would take to, they for did them to it, miss. They did that last year again, and, you know, it's the same regime. The, the one major change they made this winter Trevor was Harris. to bring in Trevor Harris. He's out. So Is he is he even close to coming back? Has anyone heard? Well, it doesn't sound like it. They were kind of saying that they were leaving that window open, right? He had an availability a few weeks back in which he said, I'm running underwater, but there was. it sounds like there just wasn't going to be a chance once they learned as yeah. it went along. I, I just, uh, 
you know, and then after their most recent loss before today, some of the stuff that came out of Craig Dickinson's mouth, it just sounds like they can't wait to fast forward to the end. Like they might get it done today to keep their hopes alive, but there's going to be changes there. We, I mean, even if they win the Grey Cup, which is a long shot, do you keep that regime in place? I don't know. So I, I guess it's not that surprising. It doesn't look like the same team that won on Labor Day, that's for sure. Yeah. What if they backdoor into the oh. playoffs and beat BC in, in Vancouver? Uh, Ryder fans would be uh, would have one. Uh, time for a couple more. Doug Brown, we got one, one, two, three, and four left. One. Why do the Elks play the Bombers so tough? 6-6 six, six at halftime. Oh, and up 22 nothing in the away game. Because it's their Grey Cup. Because they have nothing else on their like. For instance, take today's game. It means very little. It means nothing for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, other than yeah, this is one of two remaining tune-ups for the playoffs, and we do have a bye week coming up, so we want to make sure we're not rusty. But for the Elks, this is already a next season game. This is a plea from the coaches and the players to be able to say, "But we beat the Bombers in the last regular season game of the year." Please carry this forward and let us try it again. This means everything to to Chris Jones and all those players making their case, building a resume for future, uh, you know, uh, viability of employment with the, with the Edmonton Elks. This is it for them. This is their championship. They can win this game. They actually have a small sense of justification for that we're on the right track and we're headed in the right direction because we beat winnipeg one of our last games of the year so why would you want to blow this all up right that's what it means to them i i look at it and you're right it was 28 14 in the first meeting and uh, i think edmonton was winning at halftime right or edmonton was winning at yeah. halftime of the second one yeah. but by that time i thought okay no the bombers are, the second take this. it was 22 nothing at one point in that game and drew brown was at quarterback but you know what i went back and looked and winnipeg's won nine in a row against edmonton so they have played them tough this year uh, but this has been very lopsided of late. And so this is a pretty good chance for Edmonton to end that streak tonight. As Doug said, all the things that they're playing for. But we also don't know what Winnipeg's lineup might look like as this game progresses, right, with first place already clinched. So going to be an interesting one. But uh, I'm with Doug on this one. It's, it just seems that in a lot of these matchups, it's meant everything to Edmonton. And, and Winnipeg's just kind of floating along. Yeah, and ultimately just overwhelming right. the Elks in both meetings, and we certainly hope that for today's game as well. We're on Twitter at DT on OB. How much do you think Zach Kolaris should play tonight? The Bombers, like Doug said, these are now two tune-ups for the West Final. How much would you play Zach Kolaris tonight? One quarter, two quarters, three quarters, or the whole game? You can vote at DT on OB. The text line also open at 204 780 68. Don't forget today's game brought to you by PlayNow.com. Bet on blue. On the other side, we'll talk some CFL fantasy and how long will the Bombers be without Dalton Schoen? It's Princess Auto, Blue Bomber Football in 680. CJOB. Hi, I'm Jason Linklater, President of the Manitoba Association of Healthcare Professionals. MAHCP represents 190 specialized healthcare professions across Manitoba. We run medical lab tests and diagnostics so that you get the right treatment. We are the respiratory therapists that help you breathe and the specialists who help you get back on your feet. We are there for you and your family in an emergency and every day. Allied Health, our focus is you. Winter is coming and Canadian footwear is ready to keep you warm and on your feet this winter. 
They have the best selection of winter boots for the entire family. Whether you are waiting at the bus stop, walking the dog, or hanging around the outdoor rink, Canadian Footwear has the right pair of boots for you. And their fitting specialists will get you into the perfect size. Don't settle for cold feet this winter. Stay warm and come to Canadian Footwear. We fit you. When it's time to talk about drugs with your teen, do you need support? Do you have questions and wish you had more information? The Parent Support Hub at Drug Free Kids is there to help you with everything related to teen substance use. The Parent Support Hub is also a virtual safe space where parents receive advice and support. This free 24-7 service allows parents to chat online and even speak directly to a mental health counselor. For more details and support with your teen, Drug Free Kids Canada. They're finally asking us to do a promo. Took them long enough. Um, season seven is gonna be like so epic. Morty might finally date Jessica. Oh, maybe Jerry will get a job. <laughs> <laughs> Anything's possible. Wait, what if Rick catches Rick Prime? Or even Morty! Or like, I build a citadel of summers. And can we just have a regular low-stakes sitcom season? I'd rather we just got food poisoning or something. Anyway, watch season seven. You think we did okay? It's a low bar. Rick and Morty, all new Sunday at 10. Only on Adult Swim and streaming on Stack TV. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Hey, Bomber fans, I'm Marissa Turton. Did you know Winnipegger Brady Oliveira now holds the Blue Bombers' single-season record for rushing yards by a Canadian? Oliveira has passed Andrew Harris's record of 1,390 yards set back in 2017. With 1,426 yards in rushing this season, Oliveira is now only 31 away from hitting the second highest rushing mark set by a Canadian in CFL history. John Cornish had a 1,457-yard season 11 years ago. Cornish also holds the first place spot with 1,813 yards set back in 2013. In Winnipeg's franchise history, Oliveira is in the ninth spot for most rushing yards in a season. And no other bomber has moved into the top nine since Charles Roberts did back in 2006. It is 20 minutes after 4 o'clock, so we're an hour and 50 minutes or so away from kickoff. The pregame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center. Tackle all your at-home projects with Olympic Building Center. With about seven and a half minutes, eight minutes to go in that BC game, Dalton Schoen uh, made a catch, got taken to the ground. The next play... He goes to the line of scrimmage, waggles out of the slot, takes two steps and just stops because he knows he can't run anymore. And then, Doug, we saw him on the sidelines without his helmet. Uh, shown suffering an ankle injury, so it's now two weeks ago, not available for this game. We saw him in a walking boot in, in uh, the locker room. Not a great sign. Can't imagine he plays next week. And then I start to wonder about the Western final we'll discuss that after we hear from drew walatarski about the effect of losing dalton shown for this one it's gonna be tough man it's hard not to have him just as a person out here bro and just as a competitor and someone who makes plays and it's tough bro it's been tough and it's tough for him too i know that so we're gonna be there for him man make sure he's all right we're gonna get him on that sideline though get some c4 in him make sure he's he's angry dalton tomorrow we need angry dalton tomorrow <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go with C4 being the pre-workout oh, yeah. and not the explosive. Yeah, I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, no, no, no C4 I... at the game. I don't want that to get canceled. So just the pre-workout. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, no C4 threats tomorrow. My bad. I I was thinking how I mean we've talked all this season about how great this receiving core is, but 
its flexibility now gets gets to be shown yeah. off of Lawler can move inside, Bailey could move yeah. outside, you could move inside, you could move to the boundary side. Yeah. You've uh, oh, to fill look, in yeah. for a slot back. I kind of feel like it'll be a problem. We got a lot of guys who are ready to play. You know, we got Nighthawk coming in. We got Janarian going to get more action, and um, guys who've just been been patient, waiting, and on and off the active, and you know, waiting for their opportunities. And we you know we got them coming in. They're excited to play. I'm moving around tomorrow. Sheed's moving around tomorrow. So it's uh, it'll be it'll be we'll be in it, bro. We'll be very in it. Yeah. Drew Walatarski on not having Dalton shown uh, in this game. 71 catches for 1,222 yards and 10 touchdowns. To follow up last last year was remarkable enough, Doug, but a guy who was potentially going to lead the league in receiving two years in a row, his first two years in the country, This that hurts. It hurts not having him. Yeah, I mean, we saw him walk off the field unassisted, I believe, did we not? Yeah, we, we didn't, limping, we didn't but... remark on that, limping. But, you know, the most distressing thing about that injury is knowing how durable and tough Dalton Schoen is as a competitor, right? We've seen him take hellacious shots in, in football games and just bounce back up and uh, play through all sorts of uh, 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 nagging ailments or injuries, so on and so forth. And the time he's been here... So for him to miss already this amount of time, uh, knowing his nature as a competitor and, and his toughness, his pedigree, is very concerning for me in terms of his availability down the stretch. I would, uh, yeah, I mean, the best thing I've heard about it is that, well, it's, it's a one-game uh, injury report list that he's being put on, but it doesn't sound promising. It doesn't sound good. And he's a, I mean, in my mind, the Bombers didn't have a number, a true number one receiver. They had a 1A and a 1B, right? And that was shared between Kenny Lawler and, and Dalton Schoen. Just so to lose one of your best receivers on the verge of going into the playoffs, is uh, that's a massive blow. I believe we're at the point in the season where you can't put a guy in a six-game anymore. Oh. So that, that one game is, is the move they would make. But uh, at it, it, one, it's been two weeks since we last saw him. Two, uh, walking boot. Three, when, when uh, Schoen has been hurt or not been in practice, he's been at practice every time. And I, when I didn't see him at practice on Tuesday, I went, uh oh, there's, there's something going on here. You're, you're inside baseball, and we'll, we'll respect that. <laughs> but uh, I, I have in the pit of my stomach this, this thing of, well, what, what about the West Final? Because Janarian Grant's ankle injury, he was out for a long time. Yeah, it's, well, look, there's no way to kind of dance around this. It's concerning. And so. Uh, you you have your eyes on November 11th and the West Final, and then you wonder even then if he can't go then, and you got through that, could you have him available for the Grey Cup after that? So that's getting ahead of things a little bit. But um, now what's going to be interesting is that, as Doug said, they had a 1A and a 1B in Kenny Lawler and Dalton Schoen. Now the, the most intriguing thing, as much as we feel bad for Dalton, is... How do the Bombers, what are, what are they going to look like offensively? How are they moving their pieces around? Because you and I were at practice this week. There were some different wrinkles that they were doing with their receiving core and moving people around and who's on the field and who's not. And can Brennan O'Leary Orange, who's had some moments as a big Canadian target, and you put a Canadian in there, give you some more roster flexibility and with the ratio and all that kind of stuff as a starter. Um, you know, that's the part two to this, right? It's, yeah. it's too bad that Dalton's down. It dramatically impacts this team as it goes into the playoffs. But now what, right? What now? What does Buck Pierce dial up? 
Yeah, that'll be, uh, we'll see who, you know, and who steps up and who gets right. more targets, right? Lawler may be at his max for targets. Dembski, they get him all the targets they can. Does Bailey rise up? Does Walatarski moving to, I presume he'll move to the short side. Does he, does he rise up? What about Bola? What about Nighthawk? Right. I, I still, I, I'm just going to go with Greg McCray because I don't feel like I've earned the Nighthawk uh, <laughs> thing. Uh, Doug, this is my hypothesis and tell me how this works. If Shone's injury is bad, you get November 11th, Saturday is uh, the West Final. You have a closed practice two days before. That's the first time you really test it. You, you, whatever painkiller you give him, you give it to him on that day, he goes out and does it, and you keep it absolutely dead secret until you, ab- you, you have to reveal what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the football team will know before that. I would say, you know, there are some things, if he's at a certain point in his, uh, in his progress, probably a week before that game, They'll have a pretty good idea, barring a, a miracle, you know. But uh, you you can be very aggressive. You can really, really push your treatment. And you see, you just see how the player responds, right? And and everyone does respond differently. And uh, drugs are unbelievable what they can do for you as a, as an athlete. Like, there's been some. I've had some injuries before, and you just pop a toradol, and all of a sudden you don't even. Wow, I'm like, I can't believe I was hurt before because I feel fantastic right now, and uh, so. There's a, there's a lot of things they can do to uh, to medicate and to uh, rehabilitate him. But, yeah, I mean, you want to be as, uh, as uh, non-public uh, about it as, as possible and keep everyone wondering and guessing and other than your team, right? Any chance you would play him next week? Dalton Schoen? Correct. Oh, my God. If you see Dalton Schoen again this year, it would be in the Western Final. Okay, that's... Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I was going to ask Doug... Uh, at this time of year, you talk about the, the wonders of science, I guess, but also uh, pain thresholds change now, right? Because if it's a do-or-die game, uh, guys are more apt to play through an, uh, an injury and through pain than they would on a July 9th game in Ottawa, right? Yeah, I mean, that's an excellent point, but it also comes down to your effectiveness as a player as well, point, right? Yep. So, yep. I mean, for receivers and things like ankles, I mean, if he's if he's at 80% of his speed, if he can't, cut and right. break like he normally does he's gonna be a hindrance to your team you don't want to have dalton shown as a decoy on, on your football team you need a guy that's viable that's as close to 100 percent as possible so um you know very good receivers i mean i would have taken milt stiegel at 90 percent any day of the week but it's uh you know it, it, it's a tough decision especially if someone wants to tough it out and you're like well you know, you're you're not as good. You're nowhere near as a, an impact player right now as you were. So that's a tough call, right, to to make between the evaluators and and the treatment staff. Speaking of tough calls, uh, three game weeks in CFL fantasy when some teams don't care about the results. Let's check in on our teams. <laughs> I don't care what the cost is. Nick Dembski. Kalos for Dembski. The five and a touchdown. Dylan Mitchell's going to get one on Winston Rose. Going deep for Mitchell on Rose. Got it to 20, and he's going to walk into the end zone. You know what I've learned about CFL Fantasy Football is that it makes me hate players. Kamar Jordan, I don't know anything about him, but I hate him now. Uh, more than 900 folks in the CJLB Fantasy League. Ticats eat him raw, first, over, first for the week. Uh, Stoley continues at first overall in the league and uh, i don't know how much will change from here doug in 146 i moved up big time 309 
309th. Uh, I got 11 points from Jaquan Hardy, the BC Lions running back last uh, night for four grand. Dominic Rimes, yikes. Uh, I went heavy bombers because I thought this game would mean kind of everything. So I have Zach Brady. I think Walatarski has a big game and Kenny Lawler. Plus, I've got the Toronto defense. So uh, I'm going to. This is going to be a punch in the face for me in fantasy uh, this week. But if I'm picking somebody for this game, it's Drew Wolitarski. I presume he's going to move across to the boundary side. There's just more action there. They know what they have in Drew. Uh, the backups know what they have in Drew if they get into the game. So Drew Wolitarski is my uh, fantasy pick. Eight. It's a tough one because of what you said. The circumstances changed last night with what happened in Vancouver, right? So I expect some guys to get a rest. I expect Nick Dembski to be early, busy early because they're trying to get him to 1,000 yards, right? He needs 21 more yards receiving. But I'm going to go off script a little bit and say that a guy that's going to stay in the game at receiver and play is Brendan O'Leary Orange. So I don't know what he would have cost on the fantasy thing, but I can't imagine it would have been a whole lot. So that's going to be my... Uh, out from left field, pick for pick to click for tonight. I love it. Brandon O'Leary Orange as the pick to click as I say words slowly in a broadcasting trick in order to be able to research information. And then I realize I will not have the time, so I go to Doug Brown for his pick to click. <laughs> uh, I mean, so what we did was we were like, okay, every, everything changed, obviously, with, uh, with BC losing to Calgary. So we are like, what players are actually going to play four quarters in this game? So we got three Elks uh, on my roster, Ford, Brown, and uh, Eugene Lewis. Oh, that, and more. So that's I got a good. whole yep. bunch, right, because it's, it's more important to them, and they have no reason to pull their starters unless they want to evaluate depth. But getting wins is critical for the Elks right now at this point in the season. So uh, my big thing will be uh, hopefully pick-to-click will be Eugene Lewis in this game. I just got uh, – 18 points from uh, Emilius. Is that how you say his last name? Sam Emilius. Emilius, yeah. yeah. The, big yeah kid, the big Canadian receiver having, uh, for Sask. Morrow's not doing a damn thing for me, but but the big kid from Saskatchewan is uh, bringing him in. It makes you hate players, right? Fantasy. Oh, you. yeah. Morrow's garbage. So. <laughs> Brandon okay. O'Leary Orange, 2500 $2, bucks. So that is, a, that is a steal of a deal. Okay, well, for, we'll see. For a player. I like that one uh, quite a bit. Uh, we are on Twitter. We mentioned our poll going on Twitter at DT on OB. How many quarters do you want to see Zach Kolaris play? This game now doesn't mean anything to the Bombers in the standings. How much do you think Zach Kolaris should play tonight? 73% of you say either one quarter or two quarters. You want a very reduced uh, performance from Zach. 19% say the whole game. Join us on Twitter and give us your vote. It's 432 on the other side coach's comments we'll talk to the head coach mike o'shea and the greatest kicker in cfl history it's princess auto blue bomber football cjob don't make me we're proud to celebrate over 10 years of safe and secure electronics recycling in manitoba ensuring resources in our devices are recovered and diverted from landfill the future is in your hands don't let it go to waste learn more at recyclemyelectronics.ca at no frills we're into saving you money Shop until November 1st with deals that will stretch your budget and reduce your bill. Why? Because it's the no-frills thing to do. No-frills won't be beat. See nofrills.ca for details. For nearly 100 years, Canadian-owned Princess Auto is dedicated to helping those who do the work. On the buildings that shelter us, the machines that help us get the job done, and in the fields that grow our food. Providing farmers, inventors, trades, and industry with the most unique assortment of tools and equipment. 
unrivaled customer service, and exceptional value. For people who like to work with their hands and figure stuff out, Princess Auto. Blue Bomber Football. Ideas. Tools. Fall is here. For those experiencing homelessness, it means a difficult time of year is coming. One where folks need to make sure they have a warm place to seek shelter, to eat, and to sleep. Silo Mission provides all of these along with other services vital to one's recovery. If you have clothing or food you can donate, Siloam is accepting donations Monday to Saturday from 8 to 4 at their shipping and receiving doors on Henry Street or visit siloam.ca slash donate to give online. Your support helps change lives. Are you noticing that it's getting harder and harder to pay down your debt? And even though you've taken steps to reduce your spending or work more hours, it still doesn't make a difference. Not every debt problem can be solved on your own. Sometimes all you need is a little bit of guidance. I'm Vicki Dole, a licensed insolvency trustee at BDO right here in Winnipeg. Whatever your financial situation, we can offer practical solutions for you and your family. Call 1-833-BDO-TALK or visit bdodebt.ca to book a free consultation. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Who's in, who's out, and what should we expect from the Bombers in this game? The man with the answers is the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Mike, the roster is out. Dalton Schoen officially not on it. I guess we knew that, but if you could, just what it means uh, to not have Dalton for this game. Yeah, he's one of the best in the league. Um terrific receiver for us uh, a guy that gets found a lot by by Zach and he does a, a lot of great things with the ball he's he's up there in every category for a reason because he's that good but we also have uh, a strong group that are going to take the fields behind him and are now on the field they're going to help us win a football game a couple of those guys Greg McRae comes on to the roster what do you like about Greg McRae? We've got a sample of a little of everything of him this season. Yeah, he's always going to be one of the better athletes on the field. Um, he can do it all. He can come out of the backfield. He can run routes as a receiver. He's got hands. He can block. He can tote the rock. It's, he can do it all. So you're gaining, um, you're gaining some versatility there. 100-yard missed field goal returns, touchdown last year against Calgary. Explosive plays seem to be a, a, a real part of what he brings. Yeah, always. Yeah, he's got that ability. He can... He can get in from a lot of different places on the field. Brandon O'Leary Orange goes on to the starting roster. We, I would presume, we see more of him. What's Brandon O'Leary Orange's game? Oh, he's he's a very big receiver who's very strong and fast, powerful. Chews up a lot of ground uh, with every stride. Catch the ball. Can play multiple positions for us. I think the guys are really excited to see him get, you know, more extended action. I don't want to say there are benefits to guys getting hurt, but guys like Brendan Larry Orange get more action and guys get to, to, I assume they enjoy, hey, this guy who's with us every week now gets to show his stuff. Yeah, for sure. Nobody nobody wants that opportunity that way. Nobody. But you, you can't change it. You can't go back now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Edmonton Elks for this game, they don't have anything standings-wise to play for. What do you expect from them in this game? Their best. Expect them to be well-coached. Um, Expect them to play hard. I expect them to be a physical, athletic group. Trey Ford in this game, uh, he is a different kind of quarterback to a lot of ones. What have you seen from Ford? What do you expect from him? Once again, you're talking about one of the one of the best athletes in the entire league, and you've seen him guide his team to some wins. And you know when he's when he stays in the pocket, he can he can deliver it, 
and then when he gets out of the pocket, he's really, really dangerous and can move the chains and, um, you know, frankly, can make you look silly if you're not, you know, really grounded in how you're going to approach him, right? It's, it strikes me as a regular person that's kind of crazy that there are athletes that can make these top-level athletes look silly in place. Yeah, D Damon Allen, yeah. you know, in his prime, and for a lot of years, he <laughs> made a lot of guys hit the dirt. The scale to which you are glad that you're not the one having to chase him, that that's Biggie's job and that's Kyrie's job? Yeah, I always had a plan, just keep my eyes closed. <laughs> Hear more from Mike O'Shea on The Coaches Show, Monday from 7 to 8 on 680 CJOB. Trey Ford on the season, 64 carries for 608 yards, just shy of 10 yards per rush for the Edmonton quarterback. Don't forget, today's game brought to you by PlayNow.com. Bet on Manitoba. We continue from the pregame tailgate at IG Field. Derek Taylor, Doug Brown, uh, Ed Tate with you. And this is a big day. I... For whatever reason, I kind of evolved into kind of a kicking stats nerd. And when I started doing that years ago, I went, this Justin Medlock is friggin' unbelievable. Just compared historically and even to his contemporaries, he just he was unbelievable. Uh, had, I think at the moment, four of the, four of the best kicking seasons, the top four kicking seasons of, of all time, which is a remarkable, remarkable number. He'll be inducted to the Winnipeg Football Club Hall of Fame Today, officially, this is Sergio Castillo, the Bombers kicker, who first played with Medlock back in 2016. It was funny because I was all excited to go to Hamilton. I'm home behind Justin Medlock, and he was one of my favorite kickers growing up, you know, because I was in, you know, kind of high school, and he was getting, you know, drafted by the Chiefs. And then, you know, we butted heads. I was like, oh, well, there goes that. Uh, but then we came here in 2016, you know, and we started developing a, a friendship. And, you know, we have very two different styles of how we train. But I think um, he took a little bit of me to kind of relax a bit. and But I took a little bit of, of him to be serious, right? You know, because we're very, very different. But um, he did teach me how to be a pro. And I think that following year in 2017 when I was in Hamilton, I knew going into that season, I'm like, okay, we're not just kicking a kick on day one, day two, or day three. There's a purpose on everything, right? Back then, I used to do all three, right? Two, right? So it's like, I never just kick to kick, never punt to punt. So being behind him for those nine weeks in 2016, I think um, it really helped me shape myself um, from the mental aspect, right? Because physically I had it, technically I had it, but from the mental side, how to be a pro, that's where I lacked. And I think that's why I struggled on in the beginning too, you know, just to be consistent day in, day out, week in, week out. So um, for me, it was a blessing, you know, to be behind him in 2016. Kicker, <laughs> Sergio Castillo. Uh, while that clip was playing, Doug Brown was no, they, killing it here they butted heads right we're lucky that either one of them is alive right now two kickers high level kickers butted heads think of the carnage <laughs> they, they're probably still recovering from this the people that witnessed that spectacle shocked from the level of violence that they that they witnessed okay there's really? no coming back from that derek your disdain for kickers is legendary, it's just man. so not it even. As soon as he started legendary. talking about numbers for kickers, I'm like, why am I here? And I'm like, how do you even decide? Like, is it the the best percentage? Is it the no, most extra points? It's length like, adjusted. What? It's adjusted for the length of kicks. So when Justin Medlock comes in and his first kick is a bomber, is a 58-yard field goal, you go, damn, this dude's different. Okay. <laughs> They're all different. I'll give you that. Let's turn to Ed Tate now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, 
he, he comes in immediately and just, I mean, Medlock just transforms him, including the playoffs in 2016, 72 field goal attempts. He hit 63 of them. Just, I mean, you had the you had the video at his induction dinner on uh, Wednesday. It just what he was able to do, uh, it, it just, you know what, we don't have to worry about this part of the game ever again because Justin is here. Well, remember when they signed him, there was a lot of blowback from around the league about why is Winnipeg spending so much money on a kicker? Well, that team at the time, the margin for error was so small, you needed a guy to make those kicks. And they had struggled in 2015 Liram Harolahu, and they had, you know, Justin Polarity had pretty good numbers before that. But when you bring in a Justin Medlock, you're winning a lot of games because he's hitting seven field goals in a game. He did it like three, four times in his career with Winnipeg. He hit 58 yarders, as you mentioned. He hit 60 field goals the year he was the uh, the most outstanding special teams player in the league, and 57 the next year. I just think he earned the nickname Money because he was Money, and this team. Won a lot of games by seven and four and six points because of the Justin Medlock difference. And uh, I, I think, uh, I mean, it was a slam dunk for Hall of Fame, that's for sure. Six of seven in the Grey Cup win in 2019. Well, that's the other number. 90% in the playoffs. And when you're for, kicking for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, you're kicking here in the playoffs. You're kicking in Calgary. Remember that West semifinal in 2019? It was terrible. And he was he, he kicked beautifully in that game. You're kicking in the Grey Cup in cold conditions. And uh, I thought... Uh, it, that's what makes you a legend as a kicker in this league is what you do when it really matters. And the, the one thing where there, there were kickers, there were the Paredeses, there were the Sean Whites, but then Medlock was just a different beast. He had 63 attempts of 50 yards or more in his career. Wow. The next highest in the history of the league is 38. He's almost double Rene Paredes's number of 50-yard totals. And then, oh, by the way, there's the 50-yard thing. But there's also between 30 and 39. Uh, as I said, I get full nerd into all this. Uh, 123 of 128 between 30 and 39 in his career. If you adjust things for distance, per attempt, he's three times better than any other kicker. Like the, the points he added where other kickers would have this random shank or that random shank or it was just and a, and a remarkable. Far, as the, his days in Winnipeg went along, his directional punting improved so dramatically in terms of the field position thing. I can see Doug rolling his eyes he over did, here. He did all three jobs, Doug. <laughs> all three jobs. I, imagine watching a highlight tape of a kicker. Like, we, don't we, they all look the same? Every single kick, like the, the wind up, and the, it's all the same. Well, he it's was just, left-footed, you know, though, yeah, so it yeah. looked different. Oh, okay. It was like John Olerud's swing like, oh, back look, in the day. It just oh, looked look, better. The jersey color is different on this kick. Oh, look. No, and, and he's doing it again. Oh, a different spot on the field. Same kick. In the pre-Kalaros era, you needed stars in other spots. And for me, uh, Justin Medlock and Andrew Harris, I mean, they they drove this team. Till, till Willie the, and Zach and Biggie got here. There was a time uh, Paul Apolis was the offensive coordinator and uh, Matt Nichols was running the offense. And I, I swear, some days it would seem like uh, Justin Medlock was 80% of the Winnipeg Blue Bomber offense. They'd be winning games yeah. like 18-6 to six and stuff like that. And he kicked six field goals. That's, that's right. pretty much it. Yep. And they would just own the clock and they'd, they'd have ball security and then run the heck out of it. And it was all high percentage uh, conservative stuff. And... Gotten a field goal, you get about halfway down the field, and you, you kick it and play yep. tight defense, and that's how that's how they ran. We're at the other team's forty. Let's be conservative yeah. <laughs> here, and because uh, we know we're going to get three, yeah. uh, not take any chances. Yeah, some of those passes on second and long were into didn't, the third row. Of, didn't turn just, the ball over at all. Right back or, in those days. Uh, what was the the West semi where we've got the ball at their fifty four with no time left? Yep. 
is we're going to give us to Matt or we're going to give us to Justin from 61. Yep. yep. And it didn't work out. But the fact that you would even go to a guy for a 61-yard attempt with the game on the line says a lot about what you believe about that guy. So Justin will be inducted. It does. The- it does say even the best will let you down when it comes to kicking. Right? Wow. Even the very best. Hey, we're going to finish on that <laughs> note with a Hall of Famer. I hey, love oh, Justin no. Medlock. Wow. I do love him. He's a great guy. It's too bad he was a kicker. <laughs> Justin Medlock goes into the Winnipeg Football Club Hall of Fame uh, tonight. Uh, congratulations. For me, the best kicker in the history of the CFL. Sean White's season this year is better than anything Medlock ever did in a single season. White is killing it for BC, uh, and uh, hopefully he bricks a couple in the West Final here in a couple of uh, weeks. The poll is going at DT on OB on Twitter. How many quarters? How much do you want to see? From Zach Kalaros tonight, still almost 75% now say two or one quarters of play. You know, he should play in every game until, like, the end of the regular season just because they have that bye week as well, right? Like, you, I, I think he's got to go to Calgary. I think he should at least play a quarter, if not a half, out there just because of that rust fact, especially when you're, you're going to have a new receiver in and there can be some stuff to work out. I mean... Zach's a veteran, but you have to remember there's a bye week as well, right? They are going to have that that week off, and then it's a whole other week of practice before you play another game. So, I don't know. He did uh, last year, though. Did did you have a problem with... Looking back on it, do you have a problem with how it worked out last year and the year before? Because I can't the, remember last year. What they, happened last year? Uh, they come back in BC. He gets hurt in the BC game. They win 30 to 15. Janarian Grant Injuries gets the kickoff return. He wasn't great. He had two drop picks in that BC game. Like he looked, they had to go to Brady to save the offense. For my taste, in the in that Winnipeg, pardon me, in that West Final last year. I so think you he, can. He wasn't great. I think you can get him snaps without putting him in harm's way. I think you can hand, you know, get a lot of work for Brady or Johnny Augustine next week if that's the case. And you know, you, you don't have to have him running around the pocket and trying to make magic. Just get rid of it, but still get snaps in. You know, I think how many snaps he should get in it should depend on how great his protection is. So hey, these uh, guys are blocking. Well, that's the a heck great out. point. There well, we go. You know? Remember the Drew Brown game in BC last year? People talk about he threw three picks and over 300 yards but look at the offensive line in front of him that game well and that'll be the thing right yeah. if you want to if you want to rest stanley bryant jamarcus hardrick because you want to sl- slip jeff gray out to tackle and put drew richmond in at yep. the other tackle zach, can, zach cannot play in right. that exactly game. zach yeah. can absolutely cannot so how do you want to uh, approach other uh, other players uh for our taste may uh, determine it sit zach today give him one of two quarters in the final regular season game although osh not overly keen on sitting players says the texter another one says i say zach plays the whole game uh, as a guy who's backing zach for mop i'm 100 percent in favor of that 400 yards and five touchdowns and then uh and then let it roll. 204-70-6868 is the text line. We love having you with us. Appreciate you joining us. It is 448. Uh, the other guys will hear about the Elks on the other side. And can the Bombers stop Trey Ford from running all over them? It's Princess Auto, Blue Bomber Football on 680. CJOB. I'm Nathan Martindale, president of the Manitoba Teacher Society. Kids are settling into a new school year, and so are their families. It's a busy time for everyone. I know because I'm a parent too. We all play a role in creating supportive relationships that help students grow academically and socially. So take a moment to say hello to your child's teacher in person or in an email. You'll be glad you did. And together we'll build safe, supportive school communities for all. A message from Manitoba Teachers. 
The Alumacraft Fall Sales Event is here at Luke's Town Service. Choose from financing as low as 5.99% APR for 36 or 180 months, or save up to $2,700 cash back on select models. Don't be the one stuck fishing off the dock. Offer ends October 31st. Hurry in to find the Alumacraft for you at Luke's Town Service in Eli, Manitoba. Your weekend looks good. Offer valid on select new models, subject to exclusions, limitations of liabilities, and other terms and conditions. Full offer details available online at Alumacraft. Are you getting the most out of your backyard deck? Is it a safe sanctuary for you and your family? Or a muddled mess of spindles and splinters? Hi, I'm Mel Duick, president of Windeck. Your deck's an extension of your home, so make it beautiful, functional, and make it safe. With Windex award-winning design team and low-maintenance products, we will give your backyard that wow factor while increasing your home's value. Windeck, do it once do it right. Listen to over 500 radio stations from anywhere in Canada with Radio Player Canada, the must-have app that's as Canadian as you are. Smart, lovable, easygoing, fits in anywhere. From early morning hockey practices to late night after parties, enjoy every type of radio station anywhere, anytime. Listen through your phone, Sonos, Google Chromecast, Google Home, Amazon Echo, Apple CarPlay, and Android Auto. Download the Radio Player Canada app today. It's where Canadian radio plays. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. A big number for this game is six. When this season comes to an end, it will be six straight years the Bombers have taken the fewest penalties in the CFL. Just an incredible streak. The Bombers have taken 90 penalties this season, 17 fewer than Ottawa in second. Now, I'm not saying it's all those push-ups they do in practice when they commit fouls, but there's got to be something for Mike O'Shea's crew. Six straight years with the fewest penalties in the Canadian football lead. What's uh, what's one of the keys to success? I would argue uh, it is that the pregame tailgate is bumping here at IG Field. Clouds have rolled over, so uh, just be ready for the 30% chance of rain, but 12-degree uh, temperatures and some good October football weather. Don't forget, a little later in the pregame show, the keys to the game brought to you by CG Open Road Outlet. Power sports, campers, boats, premium used vehicles, and more. Visit Open Road Outlet. .ca. Update from the game going on currently. It is the Argos 19 and the Riders 17. Uh, the Argos have left four points on the board thanks to missed kicks. Greg, just get your camera on Doug Brown while I tell him that the Argos are giving their kicker the day off. They're giving Boris Beattie the game off to rest up for the playoffs. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's whoever, like, just someone's out there kicking. No one even, no one even knew until you just said that, right? Like, no one noticed at all that, you know, these guys are just there. <laughs> just, oh, it's time to do that thing where we stop playing football for a play. Which kicker scarred you so badly in life? <laughs> I, I got to know. Did did Westwood prank your car at some point? Like, Oh, what, boy. Some... The story's there. But, no, I, you know, I've, I love Mike. Mike Renault is one of my best friends. He's a great guy. Like He was a punter, though, so not really a kicker. And he made some tackles and stuff, so he was good. And there's a guy in Washington, uh, Brett Conway, still yeah. still friends with him. He was a kicker as well. He used to play tennis with him in the offseason. So it's just uh, it's a disregard for their, their job requirements and what they do, you know. 
<laughs> yeah, they should have their own team or something, maybe. Because it's weird when they're part of your team. Well, they're really not. Flag football, players, football at right? the Olympics isn't going to have uh, isn't going to have kickers in it, right? It's just the athletes. Why bother? Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Argo. Uh, pardon me, Bombers and Elks tonight. Let's check in on the Elks uh, with the other guys. You got your jokers, your ball busters, your vets, and the other guys. The other guys this week featuring Morley Scott, the voice of the Oaks on 630 Ched. Morley, when last you and I talked, we were anticipating Trey Ford's first start. It went well in spots and then ultimately didn't go his way. Uh, all these weeks later, where are the Oaks at with Trey Ford? Where do you believe Ford is at as a quarterback? Um, getting better all the time. Uh, he's 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 got to get all in every game, though. And that's, and that's not just him. That's the offense as well. I know he, especially early on, he talked about sometimes feeling the lack of energy in the third and fourth quarters. And if you go back and look at the games, they've had issues. I mean, that Winnipeg game is a classic example. I mean, up 22 nothing, and then they get nothing after that. You know, they, had, they got another touchdown, but and the defense didn't hold. And, 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 and he's... You know, he's been that way in a few games. Last week in, uh, or two weeks ago in Toronto, bad start. Then they got going a little bit later in the game, but it wasn't enough. Um, last week, 21-3 to over Montreal, looking great at the start. And then they never scored another point from the middle of the second quarter on. So, And it's not always his fault. I mean, there's other stuff going on. The defense doesn't hold. Special teams aren't, aren't flipping the field at all in some games. So uh, he's getting better. I, I'm enjoying watching him play. He, he's obviously got some things to work on. We know he can run, okay? We've learned that. He can run. Uh, he's got to be better in the pocket. He's got to throw the football. Uh, and he's got to, you know, he, right now he, he doesn't throw a lot. He's starting to the last couple of games to throw more. But, I mean, he was in the teens his first four or five games for uh, attempts, not completions, right? Mm. So uh, efficient, very efficient. You know, for, through his first three or four games, he was over 70% success rate, uh, completion rate. So that's dropped down to about 68 or 69 right now. So, uh, But he's learning. And, and uh, I like the fact that he's committed to it and he's, and he's spending the time and he seems to be in a position where he wants to be the guy. Uh, and, and again, DT, I'll say this. I said this a lot over the last month or so. When you break down his football career, he hasn't played a lot of football. I mean, this will be his, you know, back half of this season, he's been the starter every day. But last year he started three games. year before was a short season at university. The year before that was no season at university. So in the last four years, he's not played a lot of football. He hasn't got a lot of reps, and reps are what make you better, right? Yeah. As I watched that game last week, I thought, okay, well, he leave, he's leaving the pocket quite early, and I would love to see him, and even not under pressure, I was like, okay, if he can harness that, if he can just hang around for a sec and go, I always have this, this in my pocket that I am maybe the best runner in the CFL as a quarterback, and he hangs around the pocket to see things develop, then I go, okay, maybe there's something there. I, at this moment, have no idea if he, if he will do that, but where, where's your feel on that? That's a learned trait, though, I think, too, right? Because he's so used to, you know, in college, in high school, whenever you're playing up to now, pull the ball down and run. Nobody can catch me, right? And that's been his bread and butter. Uh, now he's now there are guys who can catch him. There are, you know, there are better defensive coordinators that he's facing. I think we've seen that. Uh, they've figured out ways to, to slow him down a little bit. His running totals the last three games have been the lowest they've been, you know, since he came in. Still really good for a quarterback, oh, you know, 40-plus yards, but they're the lowest that, that he's had because he's been 70, 80s and had 135 in that one game in Calgary. So, uh, yeah, the thing is, and, and Chris Jones kind of hinted at this, and he seems to, whether the play works out or the play doesn't work out, when you go back and watch it, he should have thrown there, but he ran. He should have ran there, but he threw. And that's what he's got to learn. He's got to learn, you know, when to throw, 
and when to go. And uh, right now, it's it's hit and miss for him. When, and when it works, it's great. And he's had some big bombs for plays, and he's had some great runs for plays. But it hasn't been consistently done, and you see him all of a sudden when they need you need a drive, it's two and out, and, and it turns the game sometimes. That when to throw, when to go, is that a Morley Scott or is that a Chris Jones? Uh, that's, I love it. That's a, that's a Morley Scott, actually. I, yeah, I just uh, just came out of my mouth as we were speaking. I love it. I'm stealing that one from now on. That's That one's fantastic. Uh, if you in the preseason and I had sat down and said, who's going to be the Elks' leading receiver? It would have taken me six guesses before I got to Kyron Moore. Which makes me go, okay, why is that the case? Why isn't it Dylan Mitchell? Obviously, Geno Lewis has been hurt for a fair portion. Steven Dunbar has been hurt too. But what has happened with the receivers versus kind of what I thought? Yeah, it hasn't worked out, I think, the way everybody thought it would. Geno got hurt. Geno didn't get the targets early. Then he just got rolling, and then he got hurt. And uh, then since he's been back, the quarterback change was made, and he's kind of not getting the not nobody's getting the targets that that you get you see normally for those kind of guys, and I think that's something uh, the Elks going to have to address because they've got a really good receiving core, and if they're all Ooh. back next year, they got to figure out a way to get them the ball. You can be a run first team, but you got great receivers. You got to take advantage of that as well. So uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, Kyran Moore. And what's I, I talked to him this week, and the Elks have inserted that little that little flip pass to him as he's running between the quarterback and the center, and it counts as a pass. It's not a run play, but it counts as a pass. And he just he just kind of laughed. Yeah, it helps my yak yards out a total a ton. And and I think he's first in the league or second yes, yeah. in the league in, in yak yards. So he likes that play. And the thing about that play is either works or doesn't work. Right? It's it's either you know a ten yard gain or a twelve yard gain or a touchdown or a loss of two. That's what that play is all the time, it seems. But it's something, that's one of the changes. We hadn't seen that play for a couple of years in Edmonton. That play didn't wasn't in the vocabulary in the old OC's uh, book. This one, now, uh, Jerry's Jackson, that's one of the main things we see experimenting a little bit with plays like that. And plays like Taylor Cornelius on the on the second and short, dropping back to throw something to A.C. Leonard for uh, for a, a first down or a touchdown. So uh, that's that's been enjoyable. But, uh, but Kyran, yeah, he's had a good year. There's no doubt about it. And and it's his first healthy year in a long time. I mean, uh, he ripped the knee up a couple of years back, and it took out, you know, the two halves of two seasons, basically. And uh, this is the first year that he's been healthy for a long time, and he's putting up some pretty big numbers. Not close to 1,000 like he was, you know, the last time he was, uh, he was 18 games, but still pretty good. Scott, our compatriot at 630, Ched, nice enough to join us for the other guys and talk about the Elks and what a different season they've had than what I expected. I kind of assumed Doug Brown, they went out and bought a bunch of talent and put it around their quarterback and I thought their quarterback was bad but surrounded with amazing receivers and none of it turned out and they had to go to the Canadian and now they're looking toward next season. Yeah, we're all just remembering that Chris Jones used to be a, a competent evaluator, GM and coach and he has lost his mojo. So uh, I think karma is coming back uh, against him for how quickly he's left the CFL in his dust anytime he felt like he got a better opportunity. And uh, it's been successive seasons in um, in Edmonton where it's just been a, 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 a tire fire. It's been terrible. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, uh, and that's why this game you expect to be so competitive because it's desperation time right now for the Elks in terms of they need a win of any significance trying to bolster up their case for, for future employment by, uh, by the organization. He's such an interesting character because I truly believe he's a good defensive coach, and I truly believe he cares about 
defense of football if he can get his exact athlete. If I can get my six foot two, 200-pound defensive back, I'm going to take him. But if you're 5'11", I'm going to send you out for, for a nickel. Uh, Jake Ceresna, 12 sacks. A.C. Leonard, 12 sacks, having a fantastic season. But to then run out this offensive line for 18 games and expect your offense to work, I, I just don't get it. And to not even know who the best quarterback on your team is for what nine weeks well in the into the season like he literally trey ford was buried and he's the best thing about this this football team especially offensively right now what they found the most promising thing for them going forward and the, the their own team did everything in their power to not let him get onto the field well and the, you and i were talking about this the other day uh, dt it wasn't just that when they had seen enough of taylor Cornelius. they didn't turn to trey ford first Mm-mm. they turned to jared Dagey for a for a bit and uh, you know it's shocking and, and i have this theory i pitched this to dt the other day the stuff that trey ford does that makes him magic they when they weren't starting ford chris jones was saying that trey ford's got a practice better better but the stuff he does on the field doesn't show up in a practice you're not going to do those ad-libbing things and running all around. The play's over by then. You know, you're wearing a non-contact jersey. You're not going to break tackles. You're not going to run 60 yards and, and not have... Because guys aren't going to chase you in a practice, right? You know that, Doug. So, uh, but for them not to recognize that he was the best guy they had... They can't even evaluate their own talent. Right. And well, they, the right? other thing, you mentioned Offensive him... Offensive talent, I yeah. would say. The, what he does, though, on, that I get I would be frustrated with as an Elks fan is that he doesn't give guys a lot of time. So you might have a prospect, a Jamal Parker, and Evan Holm, but if there's a bust or something's not right, then it, he's got this Rolodex in his head, next up, next up, next up. And there's no continuity in their lineup for so long. The amount of guys they've started in the last couple of years would be through the roof. Yeah. Didn't he cut uh, Betts as well? Yeah, yeah when, he first, was there, yeah. when he first got there, he let Betts walk, yeah. yeah. Who is... Maybe, could be in contention. He's one of the top two best Canadian players in the CFL right now. Right. And Chris Jones didn't want him on his football team. And he wouldn't let... It's starting to seem like it's a Canadian thing that Chris Jones has issues with when it comes to estimation of talent. And if if that's a, a problem for him, he, he shouldn't be in the Canadian Football League. The problem is he doesn't have a job opportunity anywhere else. I, I, I've wondered that myself. Like, does he just... He's throwing out Canadians left and right in trades, and he went, really? That's And then he drafted Trey Ford in the first round, though. Well, his his team did. Yes. I, 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 I'm curious to know but, who's exactly behind all these decisions. Like, that's my other outside uh, weird theory on that. I wonder if he drafted Trey Ford because he was an exceptional athlete and maybe wasn't even going to play him. He was probably going to switch him to that's right. a different position. Yes. Yeah, play you're, him at corner like his brother. You're, yeah. you're our best safety. Let's go. Right. Um, I Just... Uh, just so I could brag about this uh, because I was right and everybody else was wrong. The first time I knew, I had to go back on Twitter. The first time I knew I was out on Taylor Cornelius, October tw- 2021. And finally, it took Chris Jones eight games of this year to go, you know what? Derek was right. It was just. I think that's what he said in a meeting, too. It was Derek a, Taylor was right. We got to change. It was just an excruciating ride watching Elks games. Uh, uh, with Cornelius, honestly, uh, when he ends up as the third-string quarterback in Winnipeg, I think he'll be a valuable contributor. But uh, as the starter, it makes me wonder about what coaches uh, are seeing and what they are doing. It is 5.04, about an hour and five minutes to kick off. Hot takes coming next. It's Princess Auto, Blue Bomber Football at 680 CJOB.
I'm Skylar Peters. This week on The Film Room, we have gone to new depths in the vault. You'll have to turn back the clock more than a decade for this one. An emotional win over Edmonton in front of a sold-out crowd. Sounds like something the Bombers might want to do today as well. That's coming up on the pregame show. You're listening to Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. Do you know what you can recycle in Winnipeg? Only paper, cardboard, and empty containers made of plastic, metal, or glass go in your cart or bin. Items that are not accepted, like plastic bags, clothes, diapers, garbage, and containers with food or liquid in them, increase recycling costs and ruin other recyclables. Find out what goes where at winnipeg.ca slash recycling or contact 311. Seem like your friends were always camping? Think you're missing out on all the fun? Well, you probably are. Adam Big Hill here for my friends at CG Open Road Outlet. Make this the year you commit to camping. Shop 300 campers in stock or hit the trail on ATVs by CF Moto and Argo. When you go to CG Open Road Outlet, you know you'll always get low rates and no payment for 90 days. Stop missing out on all the fun. Visit CG Open Road Outlet in Winnipeg, Steinbach, or openroadoutlet.ca. The moment you propose to her is special. It's your chance to say, I love you and can't wait to spend my life with you. Let Namath Diamonds help create an experience you'll both cherish forever. I'm Joe Namath from Namath Diamonds, and we can help you find the diamond engagement ring she's been dreaming of. Come see us Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Namath Diamonds in Southdale Square. If it sounds too good to be true, well, you know the rest. But I get it. Some deals sound tempting, like this guy. These prices are insane. The boss has lost his mind. When it comes to your home's heating system, do you really want to do business with a company that resorts to gimmicks like this? You could call them and see what they are really offering, and then give Mr. Furnace a call. In fact, they encourage you to call around and get quotes first, and then call Mr. Furnace. You'll see why. Give it a try. Call 204-832-6243. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. This is a hell of a play. PC Lions can't get 25 yards in one pass, can they? Oh, oh wait. Oh, right. They well, got hang on. 70. Just draw up one of those plays they used in the first half. Four-man rush. Adams gunning high and tipped up. Rhymes has it, 45, and he's running 30. Broke the tackle. Dominic Rhymes down inside the 10. Zero's on the clock. Zero's on the clock. And we're going to overtime as the Bombers. Game-saving tackle. Ball was in the air. It kind of got tipped. I think he kind of threw it like everybody off because everybody like slow pause. Like, oh, and then he caught it. And then uh, Red is in his face. He's, I think he just does it like a muscle memory. And then he thinks he can score. And I'm just honestly doing the standard. I'm just running to the ball. And I just knew, I looked at the clock while we run. I'm like, I got to get him down. I just made the tackle. I see when, when Red missed the tackle, it was like one second. So I knew like this was it. So I just pushed as I could and I just dove and made the tackle. Wow, the it BC was... Lions came within five yards of just putting this to bed. That was a hell of a play. And 20 years from now, if this season goes right, 20 years from now, I'll be like, remember that Jamal Parker play? from that late season game against BC. Ed Tate will write 3,000 words on it. 20 20 years from now? (laughs) Where's Jamal now? 
Yeah, okay. What, 45? Right. You'll, you'll be 65 at that time? You'll be fine. All right, yeah. Totally okay. fine. Totally. Yeah. Your math's off a little bit, Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not a math guy. Yeah. Uh, today's game brought to you by PlayNow.com. Bet on blue. 12 degrees here at IG Field. The wind out of the north-northwest at 14 kilometers an hour. It's clouded over, but uh, the feeling is warm on the inside. The Bombers will win the West Division, uh, and they uh, don't need any particular result other than get everybody out healthy here from this one against the Elks. Let's do some hot takes. Cam Poitras, co-host of Jets at Noon, does our morning sports run. And every week he is here with some flaming hot takes about Blue Bomber football. Cam, welcome back, sir. Hey, guys. Uh, great to be back here for the final regular season home game at IG Field. Let's get into some hot takes. Uh, Dalton shown out with an ankle injury, uh, the top bomber receiver and third most uh, CFLer in terms of receiving yards. Uh, it's it's going to open up the other talent for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers receiving core, uh, their deep talent. Uh, the biggest beneficiary of Schoen's absence, I think, is going to be Kenny Lawler moving to slot where he's going to be making five plus catches and he's going to throw a touchdown into the mix too. So Kenny Lawler, the big beneficiary, five more, five catches or more in a touchdown. Doug Brown. I mean, in this, it's different now, though, right? Because it's a game that doesn't mean anything for for Winnipeg. So if he plays the whole game, that I would say yes, potentially, but he'd have more targets. Uh, I, I don't know. Kenny has always been kind of the takeaway guy, though, too, right? When your defenses are planning to take him away, which obviously opened things up a lot for, for Dalton and why he was so productive. So I'm not really sure the defenses are going to play Kenny Lawler any differently. But, yeah, you know what? I just changed my mind. I'm going to say no in terms of his uh, productivity in this game. All right. Ed Tate, who's the big beneficiary then? Well, again, circumstances have changed. But I'll say, yeah, I, I don't mind that hot take. I think he will be busy uh, before he exits the game, right? Like, let's assume that some of these guys aren't going to finish. But I think Kenny could have a, a big first half or however long he plays. And I could see five catches and, what do you say, a, a touchdown? A touchdown. Yeah, I, I could see and that. And a half. I, sure. I, could, I could see that for Kenny. I think Drew Walatarski is the big beneficiary. I think they move him across to the short side of the field, and uh, Drew goes off. Thus, I have him on my fantasy team. Cam, number two. Okay. All right, number two here. Trey Ford's future as a quarterback for the Edmonton Elks, I feel is just going to keep getting better and better. His, he's uber-athletic. He's only 25, and I, I feel like he really fits into the style of the league. And while the Elks will be better next year with him at the helm full-time, he'll need another year of seasoning before becoming an All-Star in 2025. Trey Ford, CFL All-Star by 2025, Ed Tate. I'd say no. Uh, look, uh, we're enamored with him because of his running skills you know if he was playing a full season he'd probably break the cfl rushing mark for yards by a quarterback uh he's got some work to do as a passer i think he's getting better but he's got some work to do as a passer and i think what's he got seven career starts as this goes on uh, maybe more than seven whatever it is it's it's not a full season and as this goes on we've got to give some defensive coordinators some credit they're going to come up with some things to to uh, counter what he does very best. I think he's got some room to grow. So, uh, and, and the, you know, he's talking about 2024 is that season that he could grow. I don't think he's going to be the, an all-star quarterback, though. 
Uh, I say because Zach Kolaris will still be in the league in 2025. It won't be that year. And, and I, I don't think Ford gets to that level. I, right now, he is very quick to escape even clean pockets. So I don't think, I don't have a ton of hope, but it's exciting as hell. Doug Brown, all-star, let's say even West all-star by 2025. I'll say Zach Kolaris will pass the torch to him in 2025, only on the, on the condition that uh, uh, Chris Jones is fired from the Elks. <laughs> then Ford will flourish once uh, he has a, a coach that understands his abilities and can uh, uh, use them effectively. Got a lot of skills, does the Elks quarterback. Cam, what do you got for the final one? Okay, guys, for my final hot take, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers still have plenty to play for. And based on the comments of running back Brady Oliveira wishing he could just keep grinding, uh, I'm hoping for the same thing. And I think the Bombers should be doing the same thing too. Keep grinding, suit up all the vets, and let the games dictate who comes in and who comes out. Nobody wants veterans injured here. But I don't think there's a point in stepping off the gas for the Bombers, even with the West Final already clinched. I go hard disagree on that. To me, there's nothing more important than Zach Kalars being healthy in that West Final. If if he's not healthy in the West Final, uh, the Bombers' chances are so much worse that any lack of sharpness he might lose as a 10-year veteran in this league, I'm not concerned about at all. So I'm in a hard disagreement. Doug Brown. I've been on some teams where we took the foot off the gas pedal and it did not work out very well for us uh, whatsoever. So I believe that momentum and and you know, having, putting together a, a, a streak, uh, I think that is uh, very important as well. Uh, football's a risky game, and uh, sometimes you just got to roll the dice. So I'm all about taking your time off when you have the bye week that you have earned. And, uh, yeah, I think they should take the majority of the snaps uh, in the remaining games. Doug Brown is pro-streaking. What about you, Ed Tate? Uh, Look, I, I, I covered that team that Doug's, Doug's talking about that was 14-2 and two and then rested guys and went 14-4 and four and lost in the Grey Cup to an 8-10 and 10 team. Um, and they took the foot off the gas, and it, there was some rust. Uh, on the other hand, if you lose another... You've already lost Dalton Schoen. We don't know for how long. But what if Brady Oliveira gets hurt next week and if you don't have to play him? What if Zach is played next week and you don't have to play him and someone rolls up on his ankle? Right, that changes everything when it matters most. So I'm all for giving guys as much rest as you can right now because you've earned it. You've already earned the spot to be in your in that you are in right now to rest people. And uh, Doug, I had this reiterated to me by several players this week. If you're playing in a game, there's no resting while you're playing in a game. Like you are, if you're playing, you're going full out. Yeah, I mean, with quarterbacks, you can. You'd be like, okay, Zach, you're going to play. You want to play in this game? Well, you're going to hand off the ball 19 times in a row. So there are certain ways you can you can protect guys, but everyone else, for the for the most part, is uh, live cannon fodder out there. It's just a matter of probabilities, and uh, and if it's your unlucky day or not. Which, uh, yeah, it's if it befalls one of the three teams that is really in competition for the Great Cup. Uh, it could change absolutely everything. Cameron Poitras with his hot takes. Appreciate you, brother. Let's do the injury report for Dr. J's new men's sexual health clinic. Need to perform better in the bedroom? See the top-rated doctor on Google. Visit Dr. J at Buena Fe Clinic. 
Com. We mentioned Dalton Schoen. His ankle injury has him on the one-game injured list. I can't even imagine he'll play next week as well. Demario Houston back at practice fully this week. He goes back on the one-game injured list, joining Jared Beeksma, Alden Darby, Shane Gauthier. I believe it's week six for Gauthier on the sixth game, so he'll have a chance to return. Mike Miller and Jeremy Murphy. Alden Darby not expected to be back with uh, back playing uh, this season. But, yes, Schoen on the one-game just saying, Ed, I need some Pepto. I need something because I'm just uncomfortable with the thought that Janarian Grant's ankle injury kept him out a long time, and he came back and he looks good. I'm just afraid there's not as much runway as there was when Janarian got hurt way, way back when. I'm with you. I'm worried about it too. Injury report for Dr. J's new men's sexual health clinic. Need to perform better in the bedroom? See the top-rated doctor on Google. Visit Dr. J at Buena Fe Clinic. Dot com. It is 5.17, so we are 50 minutes to kick off. Ted Wyman joins us on the other side with what Ted did. We'll probably get into some MOP talk along the way, plus a good piece uh, featuring the all-time Canadian star running back commenting on the Bombers' star Canadian running back. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. Well, you love great windows, Pioneer. Winnipeggers love good quality at an affordable price. And that's why they love Pioneer Window and Door. Made right here in Winnipeg since 1989, Pioneer Window and Door is a family-run business. Designed and made for Manitobans by a Manitoban family. From initial quote to install and service, there's only one Pioneer Window and Door. Something to sing about. Pioneer Window and Door. Save with PioneerWindowAndDoor.com. Chrysler, Ram, Jeep, ATVs, boats, outboards, street bikes, dirt bikes, tractors, campers. Chuds, Chrysler, and Power Sports have more product, a bigger selection, and friendly small-town service. This is Mike Chud inviting you to come visit us in my hometown of Gimli. I promise the experience you have will be worth it. Chuds, Chrysler, and Power Sport have been providing customers with premium product and a great customer experience for almost 90 years. So take the nice drive to Gimli. It'll be a game changer. Welcome to Building a Garage 101. The company you choose should visit your site, go over placement and approach, then check with the city about size, placement, and variances. And finally, provide a free detailed estimate. Excuse me? Just call JML Roofing and Renovations. They've been doing all of that for over 20 years. And JML doesn't just build a garage, they build your garage. JML works with you and your needs. You deserve the best. Call JML Roofing and Renovations and get your garage built. 668-1861. Sounds of the Game, brought to you by PlayNow.com. Big Hill's got it. He's racing off the field. Yeah, good. Kick up. And it is good. Oh, boy. And the Bombers will win the CFL's West Division. Bet on blue at PlayNow.com. Enjoy responsibly. At No Frills, we're into saving you money. Shop until November 1st with deals that will stretch your budget and reduce your bill. Why? Because it's the No Frills thing to do. No Frills won't be beat. See nofrills.ca for details. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Hey, Bomber fans, I'm Marissa Turton. Did you know Winnipeg is the best in the CFL in wins and losses when trailing after the third quarter? The Bombers are 3-3 three and three when trailing after the third quarter this year. That's half the amount of wins the rest of the Western Division has. 
The other teams in the West are currently sitting at 6-33 combined when trailing in points going into the fourth quarter. For the whole rest of the league through Week 19, not including Winnipeg, it has a record of 10-57 put together. The Bombers have three out of the 13 total wins across the CFL in this category and only three of the 60 losses. Pre-game show brought to you by Olympic Building Center. Tackle all your at-home projects with Olympic Building Center. We're in the pre-game tailgate at IG Field ahead of the Bombers and Elks. That one coming up in about 45 minutes from now. That's the time where we bring in Ted Wyman. Before I get started on today's sermon entitled What Ted Did... Ted Wyman of Winnipeg Sun, you should read everything he writes, even when you don't agree with it, and you end up yelling at your tablet. What are you talking about, Ted? What's going on, brother? I don't think that ever happens, actually. I, <laughs> just being able to get that kind of reaction, either good or bad. That would be nice. That would be nice. That's what we do. Uh, Dalton, oh my, there's a... Oh, hot, hot dogs. dogs that showed up. Hot Thank dogs. You so much. In a 2 4 case. That's Look at nice. I thought someone brought us original cores. <laughs> this was going to be a whole different segment then. Uh... Dalton Schoen's injury. Yeah. Uh, I did not see him on locker room day, but you did. Tell the folks what you saw. Yeah, he had a walking boot on his left foot. And, uh, you know, I mean, he... Um, I, I, that's about all I saw. I can't say much more than that. And I don't know what that even means because, you know, it, it's a sign of some sort. You know there's an injury, but sometimes these boots are used for different things. There's compression boots. There's lots of things that are part of treatment. So you can't read too, too much into that. But, I mean... You know, I from just from talking to players, honestly, just talking to teammates, I knew before I saw that that because they used words like big injury. They used words like he's going to be away from us for a while. Like, I mean, it, they're not able to hide that. And, and so I would I just made the decision in my head that it seemed pretty likely that he was out for at least the rest of the regular season. And I mean, why would you bring him back next week? That would make no sense anyways. And then they've got some time to rest up. That's the, the fact is they've clinched that first place spot. They've got some time. He, he's going to have this week off next week, a bye week, and then potentially a chance to get ready for it and play. No idea, of course, what the severity of the injury is. As you pointed out, Janarian Grant's ankle injury lasted a long time. But we've seen different kinds of things when it comes to the playoffs, right? I can think back to the 2019 playoffs, and Chris Dreveler had a broken foot, and it was treated, it was... It was there was medical ways of getting him ready to play, and he couldn't feel a darn thing in there. But uh, he was able to play, and he was very successful in both in the playoffs and in the Grey Cup. Dalton Jones' appearance in the West Final brought to you by Toradol. <laughs> Toradol. Doug Brown approved. <laughs> um, Get in line on the T train. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is what makes me concerned about. It. And for folks who don't know, the Bombers are. Very secret about injuries. Incredibly, yeah. as Mike O'Shea says, I'm, we're not going to talk about injuries because it's a, it's a uh, it's the players' business, not everybody else's business. So we're not going to talk about it. But practice this week, when Dalton's been injured in the past, he's been at practice. He was. I did not see him at practice no. Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, you saw him in the boot. The Bombers had their gala in which they bring all the players and all the players sit at the table and talk to folks about tickets. Uh, what player was not there? Dalton Schoen. So he didn't do a limp across the stage, and I go, "Oh, this is, this is, this is all circumstantial, Your Honor." But this is something in my mind. If they don't have Dalton shown, pretend that there's a, a world in which, fingers crossed, avoid the jinx, knock wood. They they don't have Dalton shown for the playoffs. 
Well, How big a deal is that, do you believe? Well, they still have Zach Caleros. Last time I checked, he was pretty good. And they got Brady Oliveira, who we're all talking about as a potential MOP candidate. And you've got Kenny Lawler, who they signed to be at least their 1B receiver, if not their top receiver. And they've got Nick Dembski, who's having a 1,000-yard season. And Drew Wolitarski, who's a very dependable guy. And Rashid Bailey can get things done. And we've seen Greg McRae do things. And Brendan O'Leary-Orange knows the offense he's been around. I mean, I don't... You know, it is a big deal because Schoen gets open. That's the bottom line is he gets open. Caleros knows how to find him. He gets open in the right times. He gets open on deep plays. He gets open in the end zone. You're not necessarily going to be able to fill those shoes exactly. But the Bombers do feel like the ver- the versatility of their group of receivers allows them to fill in pretty well and, and not miss a beat. And like I said, there are some really good football players in that offense still, even if you take out Dalton Schoen. So... I'm not saying it's going to be minimal. You, you're going to miss your leading receiver. There's just no question about it. But are they going to be a, a perceptibly poorer team because of it? I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, it doesn't, Doug, it doesn't feel like the difference between a good receiving core and a terrible one. It feels like this is the best receiving core in the league, my words, and now they'll just be really, really good at the very least. Yeah, you just can't replace that chemistry and that comfort level he has with Dalton Schoen, right? That's one of the, you want to talk about guys that, that Zach Claris is queued up and synced up with. It's he knows where Dalton's going to be when he's scrambling. He's extending a play. He knows where Dalton's going to be uh, on that on that post route. He knows where Donald. You know it's uh, it's uncanny. So you can have other explosive guys, and, and you know they were a very good offense and receiving core before Kenny Lawler got here. I, I, I compare it to that situation, right? When he well Kenny was here, he just wasn't playing, right? When he was suspended. So uh, same kind of situation. Uh, you plug guys in, you move along, but, you know, it will be a difference in terms of uh, Zach Kolaris and uh, the comfort level he has with guys in certain spots on the football field. Brady Oliveira at the moment has the fourth most single-season rushing yards of a Canadian ever. Five yards behind Norm Kwong, 25 yards behind 2012 John Cornish, and then 2013 John Cornish was a, was a different beast. So uh, Ted Wyman thought it would be a good idea to talk to... <laughs> John Cornish, John Cornish about yeah. yes uh, what what better guy to ask about Canadian running backs just thriving doesn't even begin to describe what Oliver is doing this season yeah and he's he was really happy to uh chime in on that uh, subject because obviously he has a uh you know a soft spot for Canadian running backs being having been uh the most successful one in the CFL himself I mean that's not totally true because Andrew Harris actually uh, has more yards overall but uh Cornish had the most in a single season. He had a couple of years. You know, in that 2013 season, he led the league in rushing with over 1,800 yards. He was named the MOP of the league, the most outstanding Canadian, and he won the Lumars Trophy as Canada's uh, best athlete. So, I mean, that's actually a pretty big rarity for a CFL player, and I mean, that that was really a very special season. So he had a lot to say about Brady Oliveira, and he said that what really impresses him is that he's got such brute strength, but he combines it with creativity and it's not pure speed with him but it's this creative way of picking up yards that he finds really impressive and you know he basically said if if Oliveira did improve that breakaway speed a little bit it would be you know it would be lights out if he'd be a 2,000 yard rusher because he's just you know he's he doesn't get into the open and 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 get loose that often for big chunks I think 30 yards just a couple of times this year but he's pretty good at getting these smaller chunks in the in continually and I think what John Cornish pointed out was that his uh, yards per carry is really exceptional this year it's six 
yards per carry exactly. Cornish had, I think, 6.7 that season, which is... Uh, oh, Cornish was over 7 four times which, in his career. Which is pretty amazing, 7. right? 7.3 is unbelievable. And he kind of sets that 6 as the benchmark for greatness. It's like you're a little less than that, maybe, you know, you're having a really good season. But when you get to 6, you're having a great season. And there's... That's... This has been a great season for Brady Oliver. Yeah, he's it, been the Bombers' most consistent player. He's out there. He's he's making the plays all the time. You know, and, and I thought it was interesting. Even this week, I talked to Brady again, and he said the fastest he's run in the entire season out of all these runs that he's taken was when he was playing defense, essentially making that tackle in BC to basically save a touchdown there on a fumble return. So, I mean, he he really is a very versatile guy. And don't forget, he had 85 yards receiving in that last game against the Lions. And he's got, what, 450 or so this season receiving. Uh, you know, he's just a really versatile back and such an important part of what the Bombers are doing right now. Versatile is a word I'm glad you used. I just pulled up his game log for the year. Against Ottawa, he had nine carries for 16 yards. But he had 12 touches for 124 yards, which makes you go, oh, he had 100 yards receiving as well. Uh, Doug, the steps he's taken from a guy we were talking about, eh, are they going to spell him? Are we going to get some Johnny Augustine a year and a half ago is now the best running back in, in the CFL. Yeah, I think one of the most impressive things in my mind about Brady Oliveira as a running back is the how physical he is and how he can stay consistent with that throughout a game. So there's a lot of massive contact that happens when you're a back and multiple defenders are coming in everyone's trying to get a piece uh, of you a shot and he never it never lessens his next carry he never falls off he never takes a play off he runs with the same intensity and and urgency that you see from the first snap in the game to the last snap in, the, in fact he probably even elevates it and steps it up in the fourth quarter so to run with level of physicality on every single snap and, and to maintain that throughout a game, that, that's what makes him a special player in my mind. He is having a great season. I, I just want to see so bad 103 yards from scrimmage in these final two games. Because 2,000 yards from scrimmage, uh, this is me being a big softy, but that's something Brady will remember forever. If he gets 2,000, he can get a jersey with 2,000. I can call him Mr. 2,000 <laughs> when I see him 20 years from now. Uh, I just want that for him uh, so very bad. So with that... Uh, between the Greg Macklings here, between the four of us, would your MOP vote be settled at this point? Your Bombers MOP vote. Is it settled at this point? Ted Wyman, you have a vote. Well, I, I do have a vote, and I really wanted to see how things went in this game, and I was thinking about it as a game that really meant something because this was prior to what happened last night with BC losing and the Bombers having already clinched. I'm not 100% sure we're going to see enough out of either one of them to have it make a real difference. I'm still going to think about it until tomorrow, but I, honestly, i got to tell you guys, it's that close for me. It really is. I think Zach Caleros has had a fantastic season. It's pretty much as good as last year. They can take a couple of numbers here or there. He was the MOP of the league last year. Brady Oliveira has had an absolutely outstanding season. He should basically be one of the finalists for the league award <laughs> against Kolaros, but he's, you know, can only be, uh, only one of them can be chosen from the Bombers. And it's a tough choice. So, yeah, I'm going to take one more day and, and make my, up my mind. But, I, uh, you know, I, I think really they're both fantastic choices. GMAC, would your vote be settled for MOP? Well, I've been touting Brady for a few weeks now, uh, just maybe more of trying to create some controversy and conversation. But now it's a genuine conversation in my mind. If impactful and important are two different things, then I would say that that Zach and Brady are two different things. I, I think that impactful, 
I, I love the impact that Brady has on this team. I always talk about when the entire stadium, everybody on the field, everyone on the side, the sidelines, and everyone watching on TV knows you're going to get the ball and you still run it for seven when you need six, or run, run it for 12 when you need eight. Brady steps up time after time. I, I would give him my vote with absolutely zero disrespect to Zach Calera. Uh, Doug, you're drawing an important distinction between valuable and outstanding. Yeah, it's not MVP, it's it's MOP. It's most outstanding player, not most valuable player. And most teams, the most valuable player is always your quarterback. And Zach's had a very good year, and he's extremely valuable to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. But in terms of an outstanding performance, I just think that Brady Oliveira has had a historic performance as a Canadian running back, as a breakout Canadian running back in this league. Uh, I mean, we saw Andrew Harris and the kind of awards he's won, and he just beat Andrew Harris's best season. So in my mind, by the letter of the, of the definition of what these uh, classifications are for, Brady Oliver has had the most outstanding performance this year. He's not the most viable player on this team, Zach Clara says, but he's had the most outstanding performance. I like it. Yeah, that's a, it's a great point. And, you know, it's funny. You and I were talking about this the other day. Brady's pretty clearly going to be the most outstanding Canadian from the Blue Bombers. But amazingly, he might not, you know, he's going to have a real battle on his hands in the West because Matthew Betts has a record for sacks by a Canadian defensive lineman. So, I got mean, his, it's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, Betts got his 18th sack of the season last night. That is the most by a Canadian ever. It's the most in the CFL by any player since John Bowman had 19 back in 2015. So, uh, BC may have the same thing that we have here of, is it the quarterback or is it the Canadian who's the most outstanding player so uh, good luck to the BC voters as well because I'm going to be punching myself in the face with this one uh, until I have to submit my ballot sometime like 6 o'clock uh, tomorrow uh, the one thing I just want to know is voter fatigue is real people don't want to vote for Kalar people are picking holes in Zach Kalars that to me just are not there just because he's won two in a row uh, well he's got more interceptions well, Zach's, Zach had 20 interceptions and fumbles last season. He has 19 this season. So what are we doing? Zach has more yards per attempt this season. His touchdown rate is off slightly, but he's the only guy who's ever achieved a 7.9% touchdown pass rate, and it was last year. So he's 60 yards off of last year's total. His completion percentage is off by one point. How many more touchdowns did he throw last year? But he threw five with one more, with uh, two extra games last year. And of course, that 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 is true. But it doesn't I, make a difference if somebody comes along and actually has a better season. Exactly. Then, you know, I just want to make get, the point that voter fatigue is uh, very real. Compare Brady's numbers from last year to Brady's numbers from this year. Yeah. Well, when you when you wanted Brady bench last year, yeah, they're yeah. they're four hundred the yards numbers, better, right? Yeah. yeah exactly. What Brady's done, he's done in basically twenty four games. Yeah. In terms of taking his game, he's from been spectacular, game, right? From that seventh game of the season in Edmonton to what he's been doing up until last week. When I would argue last week, without Brady Oliveira doing what he did last week, the Bombers don't win. Jamal Parker's ah. Jamal Parker's tackle aside, Brady Brady was the man I've last week. I've got it. It's totally unfair, but we're going to do it as we go to break. Who would you rather have playing? in the West Final. Would you rather have Drew Brown at quarterback or Johnny Augustine at running back? Oh, Well, this goes to valuable more than anything. <laughs> it does go to valuable. So it's, you're changing. It's yeah. Totally not fair. <laughs> you're changing. Yeah, it, it's not a criteria for this award. It's not yeah. a, by saying that, but I mean, okay, do I have to answer? <laughs> I, I, I think you'd 
probably I, rather have Johnny Augustine because and that's, you, you want a healthy Zach Calero. I mean, yeah, he's the most important player. We've already established that. Like yeah. I said, but totally that's not unfair. What an MOP is, and that's and that's where the voting will come down. Of do people go valuable? Do people go outstanding? How much do we? Because there's not really great directions for us as voters. Other than who do you think is the most outstanding? Well, what does that mean? How many angels could dance on the head of a pin? <laughs> Again, punching myself in the face for till tomorrow at 6 o'clock when i got to get my ballot in. Uh, you should read everything Ted Wyman writes in the Winnipeg uh, Sun. Uh, he's nice enough to join us every pregame. Thank you, brother. Thanks, guys. Have a great game. Uh, Ted Thanks, Wyman, Ted. in what Ted did. It's 5.36, about 30 minutes to kick off. Uh, time to download the Blue Bomber podcast featuring Greg Mackling as the star. <laughs> Hardly. I direct the star. I, I lead you to the water and boy do you drink but this week i do encourage you if you've not checked out the podcast we do have a couple of interesting conversations and one that just kind of came out of the blue about the 22nd clock in the canadian football league oh how it's totally fake how it's totally fake you know uh, i will go to battle against anyone with regard to the entertainment value the cfl provides versus the nfl on many many fronts but this is one where the CFL is dropping the ball, and they need to fix it. Blue Bomber Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, you'll also get the coaches show, you'll get our pre- and post-game coverage and our game calls as well. Uh, right to your phone, sign up wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, please do subscribe and leave us a five-star rating as well. Doug Brown's keys to the game are next. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. I'm Nathan Martindale, president of the Manitoba Teacher Society. Kids are settling into a new school year, and so are their families. It's a busy time for everyone. I know because I'm a parent too. We all play a role in creating supportive relationships that help students grow academically and socially. So take a moment to say hello to your child's teacher in person or in an email. You'll be glad you did. And together, we'll build safe, supportive school communities for all. A message from Manitoba Teachers. Thinking about a new deck? Come in and try before you buy at Olympic Building Center. Experience so many different larger-than-life size options in our massive showroom today. Amazing! I can see exactly what all of my options would look like, even with the lights on at night. Come get inspired by Manitoba's largest indoor deck display, and you'll be spending the summer enjoying your new deck instead of building it. No appointment necessary. You're always welcome to try before you buy at Olympic Building Center. A second opinion could save your vehicle from getting permanently sidelined. I'm Adam Big Hill for Vernas Auto Body. If your vehicle was stolen or in an accident and they want to write it off, talk to Johnny and the team at Vernas first. They've intercepted a lot of vehicles slated for write-off. Just bring your vehicle down or send them a picture. It won't cost a thing and could save your vehicle. Trust me, no one knows big hits better than me and Vernas Auto Body. Top of the waterfront. You're part of the family at Vernas Auto Body. Call 982-4540. Breaking news. Chucky and creator Don Mancini return to showcase with a killer new season. Can't get enough of me? I always come back. Chucky declares this season a can't miss. I will not rest until every single one of you f***s watch it. No one is safe. DC is gonna get chucked up. Not even at the White House. Evening, Mr. President. I'm coming for you. Chucky. All new, Wednesdays on Showcase. Stream on Stack TV. Bomber fans, we are 30 minutes away from kickoff on the radio home of the Bombers. 680 CJOB. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. 
The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. We continue live from the pregame tailgate at IG Field. It is hopping. The lights are on. Sweet Caroline is being sung. Hot dogs are being consumed. And football is uh, about to be upon us. Touching me. Touching you. Actually, I should, I should be singing the Boyd Auto Body and Glass theme, but I missed an opportunity. What's, be- what's scary is that you're doing better than the guy singing it on the karaoke <laughs> machine right now. Well, I've been practicing. With on all the- due respect yeah. to the guy I- on the machine. I get a lot of practice on that Pioneer Windows and Doors theme, as Doug can, uh, can attest to. Today's game brought to you by PlayNow.com. Bet on Manitoba. We got about uh, four minutes for Doug Brown to give us his three keys to the game. Now... Did they, did they change because this game now yeah. no longer has any standings impacts? Yeah, three keys. Now, key number one is treat this game like you haven't already won uh, first place in the Western Division. That's your first key to the game. So uh, key number two would be understand and recognize that you have a week off now at the end of the regular season. That is your time for rest and your preparation for that Western Final. So use that as your downtime. Play the st- starters the majority of this game as uh, you see fit unless carnage is unfolding on the football field. And uh, third key to the game is, uh, here we go again, a a mobile young quarterback running around. Let's please spy him. Spy Trey Ford. And uh, do not let him run around willy-nilly outside and inside of the pocket and uh, do damage with his his yards on the ground. How much, well, one, how much can you do that? How much can you (laughs) commit to keeping him in there when you're, I don't know if you're really afraid of him throwing, well, because you're not afraid of him throwing the football, That's right? just it. You want him to beat you with his arm, right? You want to see if he can do that, if you can keep him in the pocket, so on and so forth. So, yeah, you can uh, sacrifice your coverage to keep him in the pocket. You can, you know, have a linebacker give up his his zone and, and make sure that, uh, that Trey Ford, he's got the pursuit angle no matter where he may try and escape. So keep him in the pocket, make him beat you with your arm. We saw arm. that a couple of times in B.C. last week where Willie Jefferson and Jeff Jackson Jeffcoat on different plays had Vernon Adams dead to rights, but, oh, it's Vernon Adams. Let's pull and up. So, so pull up. Yeah. Let's keep him behind us. And it was very obvious that's what they were doing, Doug. They call that, when you have a, a quarterback in a scramble like that, they call that rushing quarterback high. And that's it, though, right? So you don't run, run that loop anymore. You rush, you bring your pass rush till you're the depth of the quarterback, and then, whoa, that's it. Don't keep going. Because now you're past him, right? Now you got to be able to fall back because that's when he steps up. So if it's an immobile guy, if it's a guy that's just a pocket passer, hey, run the run the corner on him, right? Come around from behind, whatever. But when you face a guy that's that's apt to take off, you rush quarterback high, you get to that depth where he is, and then you got to be prepared to retrace your steps to keep him in the pocket. We'll be curious because uh, Dustin Crum, Taylor Cornelius, Trey Ford, uh, Taylor Powell, though Powell wasn't on the ground, he just ended up making passing plays out of the pocket. And uh, Cameron Dukes, to a lesser extent as well, all kind of mobile guys that the Bombers have had struggles with. A few of them they eventually figured out, and a few of them ran in overtime touchdowns to break the Bombers' heart in Ottawa way back in, what was that, week number four or so. Uh on, at DT on OB, the poll's still going. How much do you think Zach Kalar should play tonight? Of course, this game now means nothing in the standings with BC's loss last night. 76% of you say one or two quarters. Hmm. That is uh, overwhelming that fans want some rest. 17% say the whole game. The poll's still going. And you can get us on the text line at any time at 204-780-6868. Update from Sask. 
the Riders might not trip over their own feet in this one. Four minutes to go. Riders 26, Argos 22. Argos have sat down Chad Kelly quite a while ago. I'm just getting some text saying that uh, if Kelly was in there, they, they would have won this game. But the Argos uh, kneeling down on a little bit. A.J. Olette, 11 carries for 50 yards. Daniel Adebaboye, 6 for 96, including a 59-yarder. But uh, Sean Bain and Sam Emelis going off for the Riders as they try to keep their chances alive and try not to have another long winning streak to end a season as they did last year. What if they got in the playoffs and beat the BC Lions? Saskatchewan? Just saying. Wow. Wouldn't it, That would be the all-time upset of all times. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Greg Mackling. We'll take over from here. Greg Mackling rocking the sidelines for us today. <laughs> Very excited. You wore. You, you told me wore something where I would stick out from everybody. Did I succeed? Uh, uh, so I wouldn't blend in with the. Is that, blue is that mustard players? yellow? Is mustard that their color? Yellow mustard brown. yellow. Steve, Steve Garvey would be very excited about yeah, this. Yeah. Did uh, I get that right? Was Steve Garvey a Padres? Eventually, he finished his career with the Padres. I've got my yellow Padres hat, so you could see me probably from the last row of the upper deck if you need to. Tony Gwynn would be very happy with that. The great late Tony Gwynn. There we go. Yes, uh, and plus Skylar Peters' terrific segment, The Film Room, is coming up next. Doug and I are headed upstairs for the call. I appreciate you being with us. Princess Auto, Blue Bomber Football at 680 CJOB. Want to be certain your reno goes right? Start with Pro Materials with Certainty Drywall. In fire resistant, water resistant, super durable, or soundproof. And top quality insulation. Ceiling systems, premium shingles, and siding. Do it right with professional-grade building materials from CertainTeed. Pro all the way. Men's sexual wellness is an integral part of your overall health as you get older and a very private subject. At Buenafi Clinic, we treat your sexual health with the utmost privacy. When you're not comfortable searching online for men's sexual wellness, give Buenafi Clinic a call at 204-697-9013. Book your confidential initial visit today with me, Dr. J. Call me at 204-697-9013. That's 204-697-9013. Boston Pizza lives for the big moments. Whether the season is just starting or coming to an epic end, from nerve-wracking ninth innings to OT winners, playoff buzzer beaters to Hail Mary miracles, BP is the best place to watch the game if you can't be at the game. Great food, ice-cold Sub-Zero Coors Light, and friends. And the best part? Season seats are free. Grab your crew and cheer on the good guys at Canada's favorite sports bar, Boston Pizza. Gather round. Must be legal drinking age. Please drink responsibly. Customized premium storage. My second garage. Keep your cars, boats, ATVs, and snowmobiles protected with heated storage units, a personal on-site wash bay, and 24-hour in-unit monitoring. My second garage is Winnipeg's first storage facility, thoughtfully designed with 16-foot clear ceiling heights to perfectly fit your lifestyle storage needs. Located in Oak Bluff on McGilvery Boulevard and in close proximity to Tuxedo, Lindenwoods, White Ridge, and Bridgewater. MySecondGarage.com customized premium storage winnipeg blue bomber football on 680 cjob the pregame show is brought to you by olympic building center where you build with confidence a big number for this game is 12 22 
It looks like Dalton Schoen will finish the season with 1,222 receiving yards. It was third most in the league heading into this week, and he had a game in hand over the guys ahead of him. Schoen will narrowly miss out on leading the CFL in receiving in each of his first two years. And now we wait until the West Final. That would be five weeks of rest in total for Schoen's ankle to heal up. We are in the pregame tailgate area. Greg Mackling with you. It is Blue Bomber game day. And, of course, the Blue Bombers getting ready to face the Edmonton Elks. We've got some dark clouds that have rolled in, 12 degrees. It's actually a fairly nice night for football. Lots of folks in attendance. We're expecting a near-capacity crowd at IG Field. Doug Brown and Derek Taylor will have the call for you. They are making their way up to the Certainty Broadcast booth. And just before the break, we heard... Doug Brown's keys to the game. They're brought to you by CG Open Road Outlet, Power Sports, Campers, Boats, Premium Used Vehicles, and more. Visit openroadoutlet.ca. If you are looking for Winnipeg Jets coverage tonight, the game can be found on our cousin, our sister, our brother station, Power 97, 97.5 on the FM dial. Now, the jerseys were different. They played on St. James Street, not in Fort Gary. And only one player remains from this matchup more than 11 years ago. But as Skylar Peters shows us on this episode of The Film Room, that rook made his presence known when it mattered most. I'm Skylar Peters. Welcome into the film room. For this one, I wanted to go almost as far back as the capabilities of the technology at this radio station would allow me. A time when none of us knew what it was like to experience IG Field and hear a chorus of 33,500 synchronized fans. But we knew Canad in Stadium well, and the beer snake was out in full force. The 2012 season didn't contain the start to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers were hoping for. First-year head coach Paul Lapolis had to endure four straight road games to begin the season, and his club came up empty in all of them. So even with the pressure of a winless first month hanging over their heads, it was a sigh of relief to return to the friendly confines in St. James on July 26, 2012. The Eskimos returners. Pilardi gets the word from Johnson, and we're underway at Canadian Stadium. The Bombers were only two weeks removed from a 42-10 thumping at the hands of this Edmonton team and fell into a 4-1 hole early. Then it was compounded by a Winnipeg mistake. Let's see if they get a conversion, and that one is intercepted. Donovan Alexander, the safety, comes up with that again. Absolutely no one picking up the blitz, and Alex Brink got crushed in the back as he throws, leading to the easy pick. And Edmonton would make good on the third turnover of the half by Winnipeg. Giles sets up, looks deep, has an open man. Touchdown, Kerry Coke. Things looked even bleaker as Edmonton added another field goal and with just seven seconds left until half, led 14-4. The Bombers were putting together a drive to end the first half, though, when they took a crucial holding call that set them back 10 yards. It frustrated the head coach. Uh, with how much time is on the clock, if the ball was at the 35-yard line, we probably would have just ran the ball to see what we got. And then once the ball was put at the 45-yard line, I said, let's try, to, let's try to hit two plays. And we hit the first one to get good yardage. Just seven seconds to go into the wind, so, so a 48-yard field goal try was no bueno. Line, then a spark that set Canadian Stadium ablaze. Steps up. 
Now, see, they're going to, now he's just going to fire it into the end zone and hope that somebody can, oh, there's, it was caught for a touchdown. Matthews caught it for a touchdown. Oh, I was focused. You know, I wanted, to, I wanted to have the man on my back and, um, you know, use my body to come down with the ball. You know, I was fortunate enough to come down with it, and um, like I said, it was a great call and a great throw. You know, obviously Alex got good protection and made a play and threw it up to the big guy. So Bomber fans headed for the concessions, eager to refuel as their team trotted into the locker room down only three, feeling a lot better about themselves after that Matthews catch. But just two minutes and 56 seconds into the second half, another roadblock. Back to pass. And he's going long. Oh, he's got stamps all alone at the 15-yard line, and he's into the end zone for an Edmonton touchdown. Fred Stamps. Winnipeg back in that 10-point hole, but lots of ball left to play. Then, the most improbable of breaks. Make it a one-score game. Really. And the punt is blocked. Renault's punt is blocked, and it's bouncing around. The Bombers have it, but and there's no flags on the play. I think the ball hit an Edmonton player and then into the arms of a Blue Bomber, and they've got the ball, Jeremy McGee, they've got the ball at the Edmonton 25-yard line. When you get a bounce like that, you'd better make Great good on hands it. hands off, Simpson left side, touchdown, Blue Bombers! And soon would come a transfer of energy at Canadian Stadium. The fans were looking for their team to provide a spark for most of the game until this point, and then suddenly the team would start riding that way. Yeah, at the end of the game, the fans took over. They couldn't hear. We really couldn't hear, so we were trying to move on the fly. But at the beginning, I mean, we were just trying to keep them into the game and let them know that it's a long game. It's a, it was a long, a long, full game, so they didn't, I didn't want them to get down and get quiet. The hard work of Jonathan Hefney, frequently one of those players looking towards the stands to amp up supporters, worked. The Bombers would take their first lead in the 54th minute on a Justin Polarity field goal. But lots of time left for Steven Giles and company to answer until a rookie defensive lineman from Acadia made a play. I would expect a run play here or a swing to him in the flat. Oh, quarterback going to run the quarterback draw. He's down to the 35. Fumbles! And the Bombers recover at their 29-yard line. The one thing Steven Giles could not do, he has done. He's turned the ball over. Jake Thomas. You'll hear him on the field in just a few minutes. But 11-plus years ago, he was a fresh-faced 22-year-old looking to make an impact. Everyone in the room recognized the significance of that moment. Giles made a move on me. I tripped him up. And then by the time I turned around and looked, I seen Jake Thomas floating to the ball. And I seen him punch him out. And I seen J.J. pick it up. It was a big play. Coaches are always talking about getting getting off the spot and running to the ball. And for a Bombers team that had endured a month of winless football to start this season, a chance to catch their breath. Oh, they were great. I mean, they were loud, and I think there was two time counts because of it. Um, so, yeah, the fans were excellent tonight. And and, and hats off to them for, you know, uh, we've been on the road and we struggled a little bit. For them to come out full force was awesome. That win just made, you know, made us, you know, even hungrier, to be honest with you. Even though a massive favor was done for the football club last night, courtesy of the Stampeders, it's still 1-0 every week. And with the West Division title already wrapped up, I wouldn't expect that little fact to take a single decibel away from the crowd at IG Field tonight. Hello, my friend, Skyler Peters and the film room. You can hear the film room every game. You can also hear it as part of the Blue Bomber podcast. We make that a part of our podcast every single week. 
such an outstanding feature as Skyler ending things with a little creed there. you got to love that. If you have a favorite play from days gone by, email Skyler at cjob.com, and you may hear it on a future Blue Bomber podcast. Jake Thomas, now the elder statesman on this Winnipeg football club. We're just, oh gosh, maybe 15 minutes away from the opening kickoff here at IG Field. We've got the Elks in Winnipeg to face the Blue Bombers. Are you disappointed or happy that the game is meaningless today? I've been wrestling with that one myself. Obviously, the primary goal is the Grey Cup. And with the Blue Bombers now guaranteed to host the West Final November 11th at IG Field, that makes that quest just a little bit more realistic. And the extra rest it means for some key players, including Jackson Jeffcoat, right at the top of my list, I think could be a godsend. And Johnny Augustine. Will we see a bunch of Brady Oliveira over the next couple of games? Will we see lots of Johnny Augustine over the next several games? Only time will tell. And I want to give a shout-out to Carol and William. They just moved back to Winnipeg from Newfoundland, and Carol told me two things. William's first ever Canadian Football League game tonight, and the last time that she lived in Winnipeg, Peter Warren was still on the air here at 680 CJOB. We're going to send things up to the Certainty Broadcast booth for you. Coming up, the next voices, Derek Taylor, your voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and Doug Brown, color analyst extraordinaire right here on your home of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. You're listening to Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. You've been listening to the pregame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence on 680 CJOB.